0: Hey everybody, Josh and World Alternative Media here, and we are joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott, someone that we've had on many times recently because there's so much insight that he can give into these very important things taking place across the financial spectrum in this world right now. And one of those things that I wanted to get into uh, with, with you, sir, is... Something that came up on my radar a couple days ago, Nigel Farage, the former um, leader behind Brexit, had his bank account shut down essentially because they didn't like his his views. And this is something we're hearing a lot about in the United States as well. People like Kanye West has seen uh, this happen to his bank account. Um, I mean, we could go on all day. It's happening and it's it's slowly trickling down to people who are just bloggers on the internet that say things that, um, you know, the certain banking establishment doesn't like, which means that both of us are probably in bad shape going forward. So I wanted to kind of get into uh, this issue with you, sir. And before we jump right into that, I urge people watching to check the links in the description, Uh, kirkelliotphd.com slash wham. You could buy gold and silver, roll over into physical gold, silver IRAs, 401k, 43B Checking Savings Brokerage Accounts, the link is in the description. You get a whole bunch of free special reports, and you could sign up for a call with Dr. Elliot uh, very easily there. So anyway, sir, let's get into this. This seems like we are walking very quickly into a world where you say something online, you say something even in the workplace, whatever it might be, you can get your bank account shut down, which leaves the door open as well for social credit and all these other things. What do you think?
1: Well, it's it's getting worse too. I mean, there there's no doubt that that's happening. um Nigel Farage, sadly, doesn't surprise me, mm-hmm. right? Because because of what he what he stands for, right? He wanted freedom <laughs> out of the eurozone for for people in the UK, right? So, anytime you bring up the words freedom, it's like okay, now the globalists start to go a little bit haywire, right? So, but but this isn't a shock to me either because. You can go back to 2020 um, on the Federal Reserve, you know, Board of Governors website, you go to the Federal Reserve website, and it's in a response to the Fed Now app, right, mm-hmm. which is, that was legislated, or actually not legislated, that's a stupid word, there's no legislators, it was just basically codified into an administrative ruling by the Federal Reserve in 2019, you can look in the Federal Register, Whenever a Federal Reserve law or basically becomes a thing, they open it up for comments to the Board of Governors. It's not public comments, but private comments. Board of Governors, um, economists that advise the Board of, of Governors, the the authors of their programs. Right, so mm-hmm. they were talking about this Fed Now app, <clears throat> and so one of the gentlemen, um, basically a, a professor at some university in California, who helped write the Fed Now app you know, stuff, what did he say? He said, money has a few definitions. It's a unit of exchange. It's a hold hold of value, right? So you have a $5, $10, $20 bill, and you hope that a year down the road, it's still worth five, 10 or 20 bucks. Well, it's gonna erode because of inflation, but it has a face value on it. And it's a means of exchange. You use it back and forth to buy things, right? So that's what money always has been. They added a new definition to it social control it's like what in what world does social control have anything to do with money well when they control the purse strings like with kanye west and with nigel farage right so Mm -hmm. here we see that in action they don't like what they say they didn't like what they stood for therefore no no food for you kind of a thing And, and none
0: of us can forget what happened to the canadian truckers as well this seems to be happening in basically every major country in the world right now
1: yes So that's 100% true. Then you look to um, Project Icebreaker from the Bank of International Settlements, which you and I talked about a week or two ago, um, which is basically cutting off wires from bank to bank if the use of the funds doesn't match up with their ideology. Now you add that up to the World Economic Forum, which said uh, basically in the summer of last year that when central bank digital currency comes programmable money means we can cut you off from buying or selling if your digital social profile social credit score ESG doesn't match up with what we want it right now last week there was a world economic forum meeting in in china and one of the gentlemen that was speaking um said some really off the off the radar stuff right
0: some of this includes telling people that they might not be able to buy firearms for example or undesirable purchases if you know things don't align
1: that's the speech right so so but here's where their ideologies really starts to come out because he was trying to get a a cheer going on probably it's like Mm -hmm. we can stop the purchase of drugs we can stop the purchase of pornography who wouldn't want all that and sure. we can stop the purchase of ammunition. It's like what you yeah, just yeah. ammunition in with drugs and pornography. Are you joking, right? But but this they're no they're not joking. That's their ideology, mm-hmm. right? So so here's where it got really bad over the last couple of days. Um, even even something worse. So the Bank of International Settlements um, have this new globalist push. To basically for financial enslavement with a with a product called a unified ledger. Mm-hmm. So this unified ledger, it's described in their new kind of research paper that's on bis.org. Just go there, bankofinternationalsettlements.org, and you can type in the the name of this project, which is I mean it's got a long the blueprint for the future monetary system. Improving the old, enabling the new. Okay, That's the name of the title. So I think they should change the words to killing the old and enslaving the new, right? I yeah. mean, because this is what this is what they describe. So this new plan, very Orwellian, very big brother, um, very globalist, it, with a unified ledger. So they describe a unified ledger um, in in this way. It's the records the ownership of all assets, checking accounts, real estate, bonds, stocks, et cetera, on a centralized exchange run by the globalist. All assets will be tokenized. Okay, so I have to describe some of these terms for because they get a little bit technical, right? So tokenization is a process that the BIS describes as simply recording claims on financial or real assets that exist on a traditional ledger. Like your checkbook register, right? That's everything you own is on there when you buy or sell. Mm-hmm. But on a programmable platform, so let me put it this way: anybody who has um, Bitcoin, right? So that's tokenization. It's your your financial data all brought into one package, right, and yes, bundled right. up, right? But on on a decentralized blockchain format, like like Bitcoin what you don't know the source of the funds, you don't know the use of the funds, you don't know who the owner is, right? Because it's all encrypted and it's in this bundled packet, right? There's privacy there. Yeah. And, and also there's a couple characteristics to that tokenized product on a decentralized platform. And that is it's non-programmable and it's immutable, meaning you can't change it. You can't go back in time and change ownership. You can't do anything to it. It is what it is, right? So. But a unified ledger being programmable, having programmable entries means that your ownership of the assets can be revoked or altered at any time, according to the social engineering desires of the globalists. Just like what you were talking about, Josh, with, with Nigel Froge with Kanye West. Right. So so imagine then you could say anything like you and I are on on the air all the time, right? So what if you speak out against child sex trafficking, because you're talking about the new movie that that's mm-hmm. coming, right? What if um, you're talking about global warming, or carbon footprint, or this product, right? And they'll say, Oh, my word, this is terrible. They can't talk about that. Let's boom, let's change ownership on their assets. But it's not just one asset. It's not just your banking account. It's all assets, your house your your stocks, your bonds, anything that you own basically in here if it's a non-private asset. So what do I mean by that? Like, because people have always said, well, Kirk, you, you've talked about tangible assets. Real estate's a tangible asset. And what if I own it? What if I what if I paid off my mortgage? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I would challenge anyone to say you still don't own it, even if you have no mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have property taxes. Exactly. Try not paying your property taxes. Well then what? then it goes to a tax lien auction and you could lose your house right so so even when you own something in america you you might not still own it now second problem to that where do property taxes go to the government what's the government's new payment mechanism the fed now app what if they say the only way that you can pay your property taxes is through the fed now app and you've got evangelicals and Catholics all over the world saying this is the mark of the beast. I, I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Well, what if you can't pay it? Then your house gets taken away, right? Nobody's asking some of these hard questions if they were to ask them, because it brings up a huge moral and ethical dilemma for people in the not too distant future. We're talking about maybe later this year, maybe by September of 2024, when the United Nations says they want all this to be fully live, right? So, so this is where you need a private Tangible asset like gold or silver because a house you still have property taxes, you have to pay there's a title to
0: it, right? Yeah, so it's
1: not necessarily private, even if you own it. Gold or silver is completely private.
0: Well, I wanted to get into that a little bit with you, Kirk, because I mean, just having been in uh Oxford, England, earlier last month, uh doing a documentary, uh, the 15-minute cities are already being developed, the infrastructure's there, and if you have a giant ledger that basically enslaves you to a CBDC system that, you know, has everything on that ledger and is tracking and tracing everything and punishing you and pulling things away. If they want to, if you're in a 15 minute city where they have bollards coming up everywhere, stopping you from driving out of your neighborhood, which they already have in uh, many places in the UK. And they're starting to do that in Amsterdam and Paris and places like that. Then it's a huge emergency situation. They're developing that in hundreds, a couple hundred cities around the world. So this is when, you know, getting prepared is so important. And uh, for someone like yourself, what you are doing over there um, with with your company to help people get out of that system and so that they are not enslaved to that system later on, how can going to you save these people? How can it, it put, you know, some of these people in a more relaxed state when it comes to um, their money being pulled out of their bank, or their bank being shut down, or them being forced into this kind of ledger. What, what, uh, say you?
1: See, there's some things that that are just simply going to be forced into that ledger. Yeah, like,
0: I mean, it, it just simply will.
1: If you're getting, if you're getting, uh, let's just say social security payments or something like that. It's like, how are they going to pay it only through that? It's like, well, what are you going to do? Here's that moral ethical dilemma, right? If you have a house that's that's basically It's not private. Everyone knows that you own it. Somebody knows that you own it because it has a title on it. You pay property taxes. There's some stuff that you can't get out, but everything that you can, I would get out of the system with your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds to protect, like um, self-custody of your assets is going to be key. Now, there's probably going to be like Bitcoin, some kind of a cryptocurrency outside of like a Coinbase wallet that's going to have self-custody to it. Don't really know of such a thing yet, but I'm sure that could happen on a decentralized blockchain. The real easy thing is just take delivery of one ounce silver rounds, 10 ounce silver bars, something that you could use for barter, right? If need be, you can trade it back and forth with merchants. Now, obviously we're talking about really cataclysmic situations here, but talking about what can you do to protect, preserve, to thrive, to actually still live? Well, this is what I'm explaining is no different than what people in Argentina, Venezuela, Weimar Republic, Germany had to do when they go through a hyperinflation, their currency collapses, what do you do? Well, if you have something of value, you're going to trade it back and forth at the farmer to live on, right? Yeah. So so it's not it's such a foreign concept, but people would say, well, that's so radical, such a thought, right? And it's like, it's it's not. When a currency collapses you'll think oh i wish i would have had that
0: right Well, so- people thought it was radical a, a couple of years ago if you said that they were gonna shut down the whole world and destroy countless family businesses and then uh, you know bring in vaccine passes you know people would have said that that was crazy a few years ago it, people have to be ready for the unthinkable at all times or else they can succumb to it we have to realize life is crazy crazy things are going to happen. And we're living in rather biblical times. I have to say with everything that's happening right now.
1: We are. And it's, and it's going to get worse, right? I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a Pollyanna on this subject. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I Spend time at Oxford, right? So there was just a, an announcement from a a British politician last week. It was, I don't know if it was bragging or if it was a warning. I couldn't tell (laughs) when he said, Hey America, watch out. This is coming your way. What's coming our way. Well, British Parliament just passed some stupid law that's for the pa- future pandemic that's coming up this fall. It's like, how do they know that there's a pandemic coming up this fall, right? But yet they seem to know. And they said, we're we're actually going to have shelter-in-place laws. We just passed this in. You're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be go anywhere unless you get three things. An RSV shot, a flu shot, and the current variant of the COVID shot. It's like, what? So they're already planning for a pandemic this fall. They're already having shelter in place laws, no travel, all these goofy restrictions again. Um, unless you get three things done and that's the magic,
0: you know, get out of jail card. Well, right? Kirk, I mean, we know that the WHO is already talking about um, you know, forcing everyone into lockdowns later on. The United Nations bragged recently that they could shut down any country in the world for anything from a pandemic to a climate emergency to an economic emergency to alien invasions they even mentioned. I mean, it, no matter what happens, they have the key in their hand to do it because people are dependent on that system. If people are dependent on a CBDC, on their bank account, on the food on the shelves and I mean, people are unfortunately, no matter how intelligent they are, pretty screwed if they don't actually take action.
1: Well, they they are. And and you know, the everything that you just mentioned also add into that list that they actually specifically mentioned was a financial collapse or or a uh, just a, a disruption to communication, right? Yeah. So so they're planning for pretty much anything. And and I have so many people calling every day, literally hundreds of people call our office every day. It's like, Kirk, how did this all happen? How could this even happen? It's like, because we let it happen. We voted in our president who said, oh, yeah, well, let's, let's give my, our sovereignty and our decision-making authority to some person that has a job at the United Nations, right? So the people that we elected, and I'm not necessarily talking about you and me, I didn't vote for them, but, but as a country, we have elected officials who don't seem to care. Right, the, that we are giving up our sovereignty to non-elected, non-governmental organizations that are in Brussels or somewhere else, not even America. We're giving up our domestic right and our sovereignty to foreign institutions and not even bureaucrats, just people that have a job somewhere that are actually determining the future livelihood of pretty much everybody in the world with a, the World Health Organization future pandemic policies, right? Or anything that they can shut down for, we just gave them control. Or to the Bank of International Settlements under this tokenized process where we basically list out all of our assets and they can cut us off from buying or selling through Central Bank Digital Currency and the FedNow app. So I was just looking like literally an hour ago before we wrote this, I was just, I typed in banks that accept FED now you, know, you can just Google it and they were supposed to basically beta test with four of them they beta tested with 52 right and they got more people involved but by the end of this month you know I was I was looking at U.S Bank for example um because I was just on the phone with the client that said I have U.S Bank are they taking the FED now so I just googled it for them it's like they said yeah by by july of 2023 we are going to implement the implement the fed now service for 3 365 24/7 immediate payments right it's like yeah. well, so, and once they have it they don't have a choice yeah. right yeah. once so you you have to really know The banks that you're in, I mean, JP Morgan is on that list. Wells Fargo is on that list. Citibank's on that list, right?
0: All of this is happening at the same time as the IMF is uh, trying to create their global currency as the UN is calling for a digital identity that's attached to everyone's bank account. And just a few days ago, Kirk, uh, Russia confirmed that the BRICS uh, CBDC currency will be backed by gold. So there's another one right there where, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, that's going to be good for gold. Well, maybe at, at some point as far as, you know, people buying up gold for sure. But with a currency like that, it's a CBDC. It's IOUs on gold. You don't hold the gold. You don't own the gold. So therefore, while it sounds like a great thing, hey, uh, gold-backed global currency, the reality is it's not going to be gold for you. It's gold for them. And they'll they'll be creating as many IOUs on that as they want because, well, show us show us the gold. Well, they won't. And, and we've seen that before. So, I mean, what do you think of this push for a, a, a global gold-backed currency with BRICS?
1: Well, I think, you know, so that meeting happens August 22nd through 26th. Prior mm-hmm. to last week when the Russian embassy said, we're, we're excited about the new BRICS currency that's going to be backed by gold. I mean, okay, no 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 room for interpretation on that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but prior to that, it was speculative because... They're have, they've got this big push for World Reserve currency status. They have a central bank digital currency. Their central banks are buying up gold by the thousands or hundreds of tons, not tons. tons. So it's like, okay, put two and two together. They want a gold-backed currency. Mm-hmm. Then Russia made that statement. It's like, okay, this is for real, right? This is going to push. Uh, it's going to actually act like a, a balloon pushing the price of gold up. And silver is going to outperform because... Silver and gold tend to always rise together, but silver is going to outperform because of supply chain disruptions and other things. So we're still allocating into silver. Now, one big potential problem for the BRICS nations, I don't think it's a problem because even without India, they've got still over 50% of the world's population as part of this central bank digital currency mix. Mm-hmm. But but on July 3rd, in the in the um India Times newspaper it was reported that the foreign affairs minister said we're not so keen on this BRICS central bank digital currency thing the the Indian GDP is the is the fastest growing in the BRICS nations the rupee is actually quite strong it's like we're we're not in favor of this of this currency because that would actually be worse for us because we're actually doing better than that right so then on July 10th The South Asia Index reported from New Delhi, and here I'm just going to bullet point some of these, in a major blow to BRICS, India has backed out from creating a common BRICS currency for trade. A lot of people think that that meant that they backed out of the BRICS nations. No, they didn't. They backed out from supporting the BRICS regional currency, right? So, So boom, that's one big, huge, like... You know, detraction from, from the bricks, you know, having two thirds of the world's population and maybe only having 50%.
0: Well, and it's pretty significant considering India was one of the first major countries worldwide to push for a cashless system. I mean, Modi gave every every homeless person a free bank account uh, several years ago and th- he pushed real hard in the big cities to pull away from the gold that people were holding in their home towards a, ca- a completely cashless system. He demonetized multiple bills. I mean, they, they were one of the first major ones in the world to go that way.
1: Yeah. So, so I, I still think they're going cashless in India. I mean, you're right, but but they're just not going to do it through the BRICS nations Mm are going to probably have their own cashless rupee, right? So competition, but what this means for gold and silver is it's going to be chaos, turbulence, uncertainty, you know, what's going on here. And, and boy, we're, we're going to actually, people flock to gold with bad economic news like this. Mm -hmm. Now I don't think it's either even that negative for the BRICS nations, you know, some people think it's a bombshell. It's like, well, no it's not. They they still have over 50% of the world's population yeah. backing the BRICS nations. I mean, it's it's a blow, but it's not like insurmountable, but what it does do is whenever you have that kind of chaos, uncertainty, it causes gold and silver to go up. So it's really good for for people like us that own gold and silver, right? But but later on in this post, the, a prominent Chinese think tank has now asked to expel India from BRICS, declaring it's the weakest link. So here's here's where the thought police, right, are, are out there saying, "What well, are they truly the weakest link? No, they're a huge economy, the second largest in the BRICS nations. They're talking about weakest link because they're disagreeing with the ideology of the BRICS nations, right? They don't want, they're gonna silence people, kick them out of things, kick them out of their union for disagreement. It's real easy then to kick people out of their bank accounts and and away from their money for disagreement too. I mean, this is the world that we're living in either you agree with everything that the globalists want, or we're going to make like life difficult for you. Kind of a feeling.
0: They're doing it to countries. They're doing it to companies with, with ESG scores. They're doing it to individuals with social credit, carbon credit, all these things. They're all things that we all need to be getting prepared for my friends, we are on the brink of history and this is our opportunity to get prepared and better to be overly prepared than underprepared in any case. So I, I again, urge people to go to that link in the description, phdcom slash wham, get a whole bunch of free special reports when you sign up there, because again, the clock is ticking. Kirk, as we close this off, um, you know, is there good news for people if they if they go and sign up for with with you over at um your business what can what is the good news that you can you know make people feel a little bit more relaxed about when they go to you
1: huge news so so we have clients from all over the world calling yeah. us every single day allocating into precious metals with all this bad news that we just went over what's the what's the flip side of that? When If you were to stay in that system, well, you're sinking with the ship and you should be grumpy about it, right? Um, But if you were to allocate into silver over the last three days, silver's up Mm 8.65% in three days. You know, a lot of people would say, well, in this market, that's actually a pretty decent return for a whole year. It's like, sure, but it's three days, right? So the trend is accelerating as the foundations around us continue to erode. Silver is manifesting itself the way that I expect it to, the way that everybody expects it to, which is why they're going into it in an inflationary world where our freedoms are eroding. Gold and silver really, really thrive under those kind of environments as, as a flight for safety. We're seeing it. Um, you know, and in, in, in next month when, when the Fed says, oh, we're going to raise rates another quarter of a point, which they probably will. Again, boom, every time there's negative, bad economic news, gold and silver act uh, have a balloon that keeps pushing them up because they act counter cyclical to normal economic activity and do really well during times like this.
0: Absolutely. Well, I urge everyone to go and check out that link. And as always, Kirk, really good to talk with you. Great to hear the insights. Always something you you can't go a week without a whole bunch of new economic news these days. I I, I kind of sometimes long for the days where you could go a couple weeks and get bored reading financial news. It's not boring anymore, man. It is hitting us from left and right. And I urge everyone watching to actually do something about this. It's it comes down to you. You got the responsibility on your shoulders, my friends, and, uh, either, you know, take that action now or unfortunately have to deal with the consequences later because inaction at this point in history is one of the worst things you can have. Can't be sitting on your hands. Anyways, I appreciate talking with you again, Kirk, and I'll talk to you again sometime soon. All right. We'll see ya.